Hi, I'm Maria T. Harris Lovellosos on social media. Welcome back to Sober 50 Podcast on So Organized Style. Stay listening. So Organized Style Podcast acknowledges traditional owners of country throughout Australia. We pay our respects to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures and to the Elders past, present and emerging. Thanks for joining us on Sober 50 Podcast as we continue with this series featuring the men in the Sober 50 community. Sober 50 intersects with all communities. Today our guest is Adriana, who is the technical designer and product development force behind the Thread Theory team. Now you've heard about Thread Theory being mentioned by Valter, V-Dub and Susan Young as they've found Thread Theory patterns are a really good source for men's patterns. Adriana, thank you for being today's Sober 50 guest. Hi, thank you for having me. I'm thrilled to be a part of this. Please pass on my thanks to Morgan and Matt for allowing us to create this podcast for Sober 50. Yes, I definitely will. Tell us about your focus for thread theory and thread theory patterns focus as well. Yeah, so a couple of us have a background in studying menswear. So that's how thread theory got started. We wanted to bring menswear to the forefront of the DIY scene, kind of saw that there's like, you know, a little bit of a lack of that. And with our background and education, we figured, hey, let's teach people how to sew menswear. And we're trying to cover all the bases of menswear in a way that's encouraging and not intimidating, designing casual wear, workwear, including classic tailoring, and just traditional methods of construction. Even though it's, you know, labeled menswear, a lot of it is just construction methods. Yeah. So it can be used with, you know, all sorts of garments and designs. So making it more accessible for men and anyone really, any, you know, anyone who wants to sew menswear. Traditionally, when you look in the pattern books, to find men's patterns, you'd have to look right at the back of the book and they would probably be. Yes. (laughs) Maybe a dozen patterns, whereas the rest of the book would all be women's patterns and children's patterns. Yes, yeah, exactly. So, you know, there aren't only three articles of clothing that men wear. (laughs) Yeah, we're trying to expand that and just get more designs out and more, yeah, just more options. So in those options, is Thread Theory looking to develop patterns that are non-gender specific? Yes. So we are in the process of working on that. You know, again, fashion terms, they're dated, (laughs) trying to update those things and how we use those terms, but, you know, also kind of sticking to those methods. You know, sewing a placket and tailoring typically has been more, you know, viewed in traditional men's garments. Say that with quotation marks. (laughs) The only difference between men's and women's designs is just the pattern block. Anyone can wear a suit jacket. Anyone can wear a button-up shirt. Anyone can wear Carhartt-style workwear pants. You know, it doesn't have to be labeled to a specific thing. But getting the, the shape right, like getting the fit accessible to everyone. So we're trying to just, you know, be more inclusive of that and have that be, you know, we expanded our size range for men's and women's, and we're working on even doing more of a bigger size range in the process of doing that. And yeah, and just moving forward, making sure the patterns that come from our designs of men's and women's version. So within Thread Theory, how many people are part of Thread Theory? 
The people that I interact with the most, I want to say there's a total of five of us. And that's actually quite big for an independent patent company. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, independent patent companies are not huge enterprises. They're usually very small. Yeah. And, you know, one person does one thing. So, you know, we have one pattern maker, one graphic designer, one instructional person, and that's it, yep. <laughs> you know, and then we all just kind of help each other out as much as we can. And Thank you for explaining that. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Tell us about your industry experiences. Yeah. So what brought Morgan and I together is that we both have a very similar history, like work history and educational history. We both have studied menswear and also worked as tailors for a long time. I've worked at various tailor shops. I've worked at ready to tailor shops. I worked at a bespoke tailoring place. Also a very specific denim tailoring place. And amongst that time too, I've always worked a little bit with sewing pattern companies as well. And I just love it. It's so fun. I, I love sewing and I love sharing sewing with people. I love teaching people how to sew. That kind of, you know, led me to this career path and had our paths crossed. And yeah. It sounds like the level of industry experience that you've both got has made Thread Theory as strong a brand as it really is. Yes, definitely. Do you personally sew? I do. I sew a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I've tried to cut back because for, yeah, I mean, at least 10 years, sewing has been my full-time job. (laughs) So it's really hard to come home and sew, but I do love making clothes. It's really hard for me to buy ready-made clothes, which has resulted in me wearing the same clothes for a very long time because it also takes time to make clothing. I love sewing and I've also gotten really into knitting. That has been my my pandemic hobby, oh, okay. <laughs> as you can say. I mean, I've always, I've known how to knit, but I've really tried to learn how to actually knit things <laughs> this past year. Something else to be mindful about. Yes, definitely. Going back to thread theory, what's the goal for thread theory patterns? Yes. You know, we just want to keep bringing menswear to the forefront of the DIY fashion movement. And also making menswear accessible and rewarding to both men and women and all genders. We do this by designing modern and wearable garments, writing through instructions, doing a lot of sew-alongs, trying to get more involved in social media and communities on Facebook and Instagram and, you know, podcasts. (laughs) Yeah, so we want to put more out there and have a bigger community that all comes together. That's really great that you're now getting more involved with the communities. The designs are very easy to wear Mm -hmm. and for all parts of your life too. Yeah, we're not trying to restrict it to any like age or gender or anything. What's influenced thread theory to expand beyond men's sewing patterns now? You know, most of our designs to begin with are rather androgynous. So it's just a matter of changing the pattern block to get the different fit. So we just figured, why not? Why not make the two different versions of the same pattern? So again, we're still trying to, in the you know beginning stages of working around traditional terminology and trying to make it more inclusive. But you know, we also don't want to just completely get rid of the menswear title because that is you know just traditionally menswear, and just have that be more of a thing because that isn't very accessible. Yeah, just having more options, 
not having it just in the back of the book. <laughs> Good. Yeah. It sounds like Thread Theory is taking some very logical steps to be more accessible and in so many ways. So that's really great to hear, Adriana. Mm-hmm. Yes. Is finding fabrics for men's clothing a challenge? Because I ask this of everyone who comes on this series. Yes. So I would say it really you know, it depends on your location and your budget. In bigger cities, it's obviously much easier to find fabric stores that carry a whole wide range of fabrics, um, including, you know, not just quilting or, you know, interior fabrics, but apparel fabrics. And also online. There's a lot of online stores that you can find fabrics at. But, you know, again, if you're constantly having to buy online or ship overseas, that can get really expensive. So that can make it difficult, of course. But I think just what I've seen, again, you know, through social media, connecting with more people and also fabric stores, I feel like fabric stores are kind of popping up and online stores are popping up. So, you know, that's super exciting. But yeah, apparel fabrics in general are more available for people. If someone is looking online because they live in a remote area or they can't get out because they're in lockdown like myself. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. What sort of terminology should they be using? What search terms should they be looking for? I would say a big one is apparel fabric. Yep. Because if you just look up the weight of fabrics, you could get anything, you know. Like there's apparel fabrics that are cotton and medium weight or lightweight but it's actually intended for quilting or curtains, you know, and there's definitely some crossover. You can definitely use, you know, some fabrics for home goods and apparel, but you really want to look for apparel. I'd say that's like the number one thing. For trousers, we'd be looking for things like chino fabric or twill. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Chino, twills, denim, chambray's flannel even I mean not for trousers well I guess depending it depends that's right <laughs> depending on the weight but yeah no that's uh, a good start <laughs> the only reason I ask is because there could be some sewers who are listening you know they've started sewing because they've been making masks and now mm. they're looking to make clothes because they've had this experience they want to increase their skills yeah that's why I asked the question yes definitely okay that's That's a really good point. Yeah. So most mask fabrics, you probably don't want to wear. I mean, it depends. Just quilting cotton can be kind of stiff. So, you know, say if you're making the Fairfield button up in a quilting cotton, it's not going to wear as nicely if, you know, used, you made it out of a flannel or a chambray. So drape, seeing how much drape a fabric has, that's also really important. Because that will kind of show, yeah, if it's going to be stiff on your body or if it's going to actually hang off your body, yeah, <laughs> like most clothes do. Thank you for explaining that. Yes. Yeah. So here's a question from Bauta. He had a couple of questions that I'll ask of you. Okay. Because he loves your patterns. You know, he was very excited when I told him that you would be coming onto the podcast as oh, well. Yay. <laughs> he asked, what kind of men's patterns are you considering for the future? So no secrets. Yes. So, you know, again, we definitely want to have more options out there. Right now we are working on, I guess it's not really so much of a secret, um, but we are working on some more traditional workwear patterns and also, you know, accessible for both men and women. So that is coming out hopefully by this year. (laughs) 
Okay. <laughs> Just being realistic. But yeah, so that's, you know, something that we're getting more towards currently. And then we're going to get back to basics, you know, just more yeah, traditional tailoring. Okay. I'll put that out there. <laughs> Thank you for letting us know. Yes. So get ready, get ready to hand sew. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that makes perfect sense because a lot of us are probably now having to stop working from home and go back to the office. So mm-hmm. with these patterns that are coming up, I think it's going to be really timely for those of us who are going to have to get their work wardrobe back up to speed. Yes, definitely. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. What are the most popular patterns that Thread Theory has? Yes. Yeah, so the Fairfield button up, definitely number one. See that everywhere. You know, it's, it's great. And it's such a fun pattern to sew up to. Even before I worked with Thread Theory, I, that was kind of like a go-to present <laughs> that yeah. I would make for people. So that one, the comics trunks are also a very popular pattern, surprisingly even more so during quarantine. (laughs) It's really become like one of our top sellers. Yeah, I would say those two are probably the, you know, the very top ones. Thanks for your questions, Valta. So what sewing techniques should people learn when they start sewing for men? I have a couple tips on this because again, you know, just kind of looking at the future for thread theory, what we're going to be releasing. And if you just look at men's clothes in general, there tends to be a lot of hardware involved and a lot of design details, like tiny design details. (laughs) So I would say getting into menswear, it's really helpful to learn some basic hand sewing techniques in almost every one of our patterns. Well, except for some of the knit stuff, you'll find hand sewing. It's really good for basting and plackets, collars, hems. It's just a really good technique. And you'll see that a lot in, you know, traditional menswear. That's good to get started with. And also from hardware, you know, it's good to purchase a mallet. (laughs) I'd say that's really important. For sewing jeans, for example, on a home sewing machine, the seams can get really bulky. But if you just hammer it with a mallet, it kind of smushes it down a little bit. Right. So you can sew with more heavier duty fabrics and you know, even just make fabric more pliable. That's really good to know, getting a mallet in your sewing kit. Yep. <laughs> Are there key measurements that people should take to make sure that men's clothes fit well? Yes. Very important measurements, I would say for anyone, is shoulder, chest, and neck measurements. Those are crucial with sewing patterns because typically those are graded in a very specific way. You know, it's not impossible to make adjustments to those areas, but it can be very tricky. Whereas, you know, changing the length of your sleeve or even, you know, waist measurement or hip measurement and length, of course, is much easier to adjust, but adjusting for shoulder width and then getting the proportion of the neckline correct. That can be tricky. So it's, it's best to pick that size. So say like if you're looking at a size chart and, you know, you fit the neckline and the shoulders, but maybe the hip is a little too big or it's too narrow, go with the shoulder and the neck okay. <laughs> measurements. And then you can always adjust the other parts of the pattern to fit your body. That's really good advice. Thank you. When did you discover the Sew Over 50 community? I personally just discovered So Over 50 in this past year. I apologize for being so soon. 
Yeah, I will say, you know, for all the maybe not so great things that have happened since 2020, a really positive thing is getting more involved with the online community. I have never really been an online person or social media person. And I think a lot of people (laughs) have kind of turned more towards social media to engage with other people. And with that, you're not just limited to your local area. You can connect with people overseas in different countries. So it's very exciting. And I feel like I'm just even, you know, touching the surface of all the community that's out there. And it's so amazing to just connect with everyone. And it's good to hear that Thread Theory are making moves to be more engaged with us online. Yeah. I mean, you know, social media is a love-hate relationship, but, you know, it's just navigating it in a way that's comfortable and, you know, goes with your values and the company values and making it a positive experience. What advice would you give listeners who are thinking of making clothes for men or just for themselves? You know, I would say just go for it. Everything new can be a bit of a challenge or intimidating, but once you get going, it's so much fun and it's so empowering to make clothes that fit you or fit, you know, someone you love. And just knowing that you made something, you know, if you could just bottle that feeling up and, you know, just carry that around all the time, (laughs) that'd be so great. Yeah. It's just such a great confidence booster sewing clothes. And trust your seam ripper, you know, buy a seam ripper (laughs) and become friends with it and you'll be using it a lot and that's fine. It's all just following instructions. You know, it's very similar to like Ikea furniture or cooking. It's, you know, a very similar kind of process. All you got to do is just follow the instructions and use your seam ripper sometimes and you'll be fine. (laughs) Exactly. Seam rippers are your friends. So Adriana, how can people learn more about Thread Theory? Where can we find the patterns? Yeah, so you can go to threadtheory.ca, which is our website. And you can also follow our Instagram, which is Thread Theory Designs. And we also have a Facebook page, which is Thread Theory Designs, Inc. <laughs> so INC. And we have, yeah, we have our Facebook group. There are a couple of Facebook groups that have popped up that we don't run, but that are, you know, around sewing thread theory patterns. Yeah. And just like other community pages from there, which you can find on the Facebook page. And where do we find the sew alongs that thread theory has? Those are on our website. So if you go to our website, there is a button on the top to click through. We have very extensive sew alongs. We're working through a sew along right now for the Woodley Tea that we just released. So that one is up on our website. Adriana, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast of Sober 50 for our series about sewing for men. It sounds like Thread Theory has got some really great patterns coming up. And thank you so much for developing the range and for having all the sew-alongs available too. Yes, thank you for having me. This is so exciting. We're so thrilled to be a part of it. We're huge fans as well. That's great. And thanks again to Morgan and Matt for letting us develop this podcast with Thread Theory as part of it. Yes, definitely. They say thank you too. <laughs> and have a lovely day, listeners. This episode of Soul Gunai Style Podcast for Sober 50 was produced by me, Maria Theoharis, with permission of Thread Theory Patterns, sound by bensound.com. 
You can subscribe to So Organized Style Podcast, but with an S not a Z on all good podcast apps. Give us a five-star rating and review, and we hope you'll support us through our Patreon account. Make sure you go back and listen to our Sew Over 50 podcast archive and catch up on this series about men who sew. Every podcast is free with the aim to keep you company and encourage you to sew more often. Post any questions or suggestions you have on our Instagram account at Sew Organized Style or on our website at www.seworganizedstyle.com or on our Facebook page. We look forward to joining you in your sewing room next time. Stay safe, everyone.